Hello, friends. Good morning and welcome back to Love Wrestling. There aren't many better ways to start a day than interviewing one of professional wrestling's finest. And I've got that privilege this morning. Kylin King, the motherfucking king, joining me. I am so excited to have you on here with a lot of great stuff coming up, obviously, with the NWA in the next couple of weeks. But let's talk about that later. Good morning. How are you doing? Thanks for joining me. Good morning. I'm good. I've, I've got my first cup of coffee in my system, so I'm ready to go. Let's do this. <laughs> See, I'm about like three deep, so we'll we'll make sure that this okay. is the last cup of coffee, but it's 8 a.m. in Edmonton, Alberta. How am I going to start a day otherwise? I'm psyched to have you on, Kylan. It's a great, great time for not only yourself, but the NWA. Hard times in New Orleans coming up in just over two weeks' time. Of course, not your first kick at the cat, not only with the NWA, but at uh, at the Burke itself. So how are you feeling heading into what is really the NWA's biggest event of the year? I'm very, very excited. Um, you know, earlier this year, I stated that my singles match with Camille at Always Ready was probably one of the biggest matches of my career. Um, you know, because I was, for the first time in my career, I wasn't just fighting for a title, I was fighting for the NWA World Women's Championship. I've never been a world champion. So um, I, I went into that match like with such immense like excitement and and a little bit of pressure but in a good way and I didn't think I could top that this year and then a few months later I not only do I have another chance at the Burke but at one of the biggest pay-per-views probably of the whole year one of the last pay-per-views of the year so I'm really excited to not only be on to continue to work for NWA to continue to be on their pay-per-views but to also still be in the title picture to have people who have that faith in me, who want to see me do good things in the NWA. So to to Bubba and to Billy Corgan and to everybody who's pushing me there, thank you. I'm, I'm very excited. Not crazy about the fact that it turned into a triple threat because <laughs> I was excited to have my round two with Camille, but I am still very honored and excited to, to be a part of this pay-per-view and to be uh, having another opportunity at the Burke because if you're in the NWA women's division, that's the goal. You want to be the champ. So, And I was going to ask, obviously, you're a multi-time champion. It's got to be an honor anytime you are a champ. But going after the Burke specifically, how cool is that for you that you chose to really bet on yourself a few months ago and it's really starting to pay off, at least from an outsider's perspective? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, no matter what journey you go down, at some point you got to make some decisions that aren't necessarily bad decisions. They're just scary decisions. And you're not quite sure what the result's going to be, but you have to have that faith and just do it. And that's what I did earlier this year. I just had faith and I started putting myself out there full time on the independence. And once people realized that I was available on the independence again, I started getting some crazy awesome opportunities. Uh, promotions were bringing me in. I was winning titles here and there. And then before I knew it, I found myself in the N- NWA, you know, and when you go from one company to another, you're not quite sure what you're standing in the next company is going to be sometimes you have that mindset like oh starting from scratch you know new roster new company new division um so I wasn't 100% sure what to expect when I showed up in the end of the way uh you know start at the bottom work to the top that's where my head was at so the fact that I found myself um in the title picture so soon and continuing to be in the title picture throughout the rest of the year you know continuing that that story with Camille and and really finding myself being elevated NWA. It wasn't something I was expecting, but again, it's, it's the expression, having faith in yourself and, and taking that leap. 
And I took that leap and uh, the universe is rewarding me for it. So I'm very, very excited. And I'm very honored because, the, you know, when you when there's a title like Burke, not everybody's considered for it. So if you are considered for it, if you are pushed to go after that title, it's it's not a small thing. And I'm very, very excited and very proud and honored to be a part of that picture. Now, we mentioned the triple threat earlier, and we'll we'll get to Chelsea Green. Don't worry there. But obviously, <laughs> you've been in the ring with Camille before. You've challenged her specifically even for the Burke prior, and maybe not the most ideal win-loss record as far as that goes yet. So, again, triple threat aside, but how do you think that this one's going to be approached differently, or how are you going into this maybe with a different mindset or a different strategy than uh, you previously have before? Well, the fun thing about my career is early on I was always I always found myself in multi-man matches you know it was one of those things where I would just go to shows whether I was booked or not and I would show up and you know if they could use me great and so because of that I found myself in a lot of multi-man matches so over the last four plus years I have kind of become a little bit of a creative mind when it comes especially triple threats when it comes to triple threats I'm very innovative and I'm very aggressive in those kinds of matches because I love using people's bodies against each other but with that said, I think it's safe to say that going into this match, Camille and I are both a little irritated about the situation. We're both a little frustrated because we've been spending the last couple of weeks with one expectation. And now because of some politics and some words said, somebody else has found their way into our match. So I think it's safe to say that despite the fact that Camille and I are going to be fighting against each other, there's a very strong possibility we're also going to be there helping each other with the Chelsea situation. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Dr. Evil air quotes. I love it. Now you, you alluded yeah. to it a little bit there, but uh, Chelsea Green specifically, again, someone that you've been in the ring with before, been in the ring with in triple threat situations before. So how do you maybe plan on neutralizing, taking out whatever phrase you want to use on that end of things? So as you put it, get down to business between you and Camille. How, how do I plan on handling Camille once we... Yeah. Take the crap out of Chelsea. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've alluded to it in other interviews where it's, it's, it's an interesting pers- uh, dynamic with Camille because her and I both stem from the same stomping grounds. We both have been trained by the same minds in this business. So it's one of those situations where we think a lot alike, but at the same time, we've gone off on different journeys and adapted different ways. The thing about Camille that I've been very aware of is every single time she steps in the ring to defend her title, she always does something people don't expect of her, which is something I very much admire because that's what I always try to do. I am six foot, I'm 170 pounds. And a lot of the times people expect me to come in the ring and just pick girls up and slam them, pick girls up and slam them. But I pride myself on being a technical wrestler. I pride myself on being a, uh, a, a very strong striker. Love kicking people in the face. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I think her and I both have that advantage towards each other because even though we stem from the same place, we both have, have evolved very, very different ways. And we both have a constant need to constantly be keeping people on their toes. So while, while there are going to be some things that we're prepared for and, and familiar with, I do think that her and I are both going to surprise each other with a couple tricks up our sleeves. And that's great because that keeps things interesting and that helps us become smarter fighters. And I'm excited to see how that plays out. 
And I think that is one of the coolest things, again, in the parallels between yourself and Camille is you guys did train with the same individuals. They are individuals that have gone out, reinvented themselves, done maybe some surprising things or unexpected things throughout their career. So does that come from the training? Does that come from maybe yourselves internally or where does that drive come from? Do you know, um, I guess, break yourselves out of the own boxes that you may have? I think it comes a little bit from our training too, but also I know I've had this conversation with her where it's we strive to be a new generation of big girls Mm -hmm. um you know there was a period of time where big girls weren't really thought of as more than one thing if that makes sense um you know they had a role to play and that was it um but I know me growing up I played so many different sports and and when I turned 18 I got into mixed martial arts and I did that for almost six years before I ever got into wrestling so I, I pride myself on being very athletic, being very, um, excuse me, very agile and like being able to, even at my age now, being able to pick things up still. So I never want my work to be limited. And I know she's the exact same way. So we have that drive because the people who trained us are very passionate and very, you know, they instill a very strong work ethic in you from day one. But I think, too, it also comes from being a part of a new generation of big girls and trying to make sure that we represent well, because, you know, there's a lot more big girls popping up now, but we still there's still only a limited few that are on platforms to really represent like like big platforms. Yeah. I mean, um, so because we have that platform and because we're in a, in a great spotlight right now, it's it's our, our privilege and our job to kind of represent that new generation of big, strong girls and show that, Hey, you know, yes, we're strong. We can do some pretty cool things, but also watch me show you all this other cool stuff I'm capable of because there's no limitations. There's only limitations in here. As long as you believe you can do it and you have the work ethic to do it, you can do it. So I I, I think I, I can say, speak for both of us when I say that we have a very similar mindset in that regard. I love it. And I kind of love, especially with yourself personally, you know, you've talked about China being a hero in the past, someone who obviously was very much of the same mentality. And then in the weirdest, but maybe my favorite transition, daddy ass, a guy who's reinvented himself more than (laughs) once to say the least, obviously on one hell of a run right now. How cool is it not only to have trained under a guy who you personally have said, even in your interview with Andrew Thompson, that you really connected with in training, going out there and not just being a great trainer, but still proving he's one hell of a professional wrestler that man is just incredible like he he I I pray to God that when you know when I start getting older that I can maintain that kind of build and athleticism and just he's a phenomenon I swear um he I I, it's crazy to think he gets bigger every year like you usually when people get older they get more frail and stuff like I I think every year he he at least puts on like five pounds in a good way like in in muscle (laughs) and I'm just like how do you do it bro um now that man inspires me so much and not just as a wrestler and a uh uh in fitness but like just as a human being he's just a great human being there was there was a period of time where you know I didn't like I didn't have a car anymore and I couldn't come to class. So I, I would text him and be like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not going to be at training this week, blah, blah, blah. And his response wasn't like, okay, thanks for letting me know. It was, well, where do you live? Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, here. And he's just like, okay, cool. I'll pick you up tomorrow. And I'm like, 
what? Okay. Like Getting a car means- ride from Billy Gunn? <laughs> yes. And then even when I started doing the independence, there was a couple of times where he would be like, Hey, we're doing, I'm doing a local show. Um, you want to hop in my car and come with me and run my merch table and then I'll introduce you to the promoter. And I was like, absolutely. So like he would, he would take me on, on the road with him a few times and he would introduce me to people and he would kind of give me like, you know, a little bit of knowledge about it. Like, Hey, this is how the independence work. Yada, yada, yada. And, uh, and not even that, like there was just some personal stuff. There was a period of time where I was going through some really hard family stuff and he was there. Like he would, I call him my wrestling dad because he, he very much looked out for me from day one. I always tell people that from the first day I met him, there was like this weird, I don't know if he felt it, but I felt it. There was like this weird connection. And I was like, this man is going to be, play a big role in my, in my life. He's, he's cool as hell. And sure enough, within a few months, like I just, he, he was like my, my role model in, in wrestling. Like he just, he had faith in me. He pushed me and uh, he really looked out for me during some dark times. And he, he's the reason I ended up in AEW. Like he was the one who sent me the text message and say, Hey, where are you at? I want them to, to meet you. And I was like, yeah, sure. And obviously the rest is history. Cut fast forward two and a half years later. And that text message changed my life. So mm-hmm. um, he, he might be big and scary and intimidating, but uh, he's the sweetest person I've ever met. And I, and I'm very, very grateful to him. Were you a fan of his growing up by any chance? Like, obviously you mentioned China. Good, good. Everybody should have been, but you know, you got to do your vetting. (laughs) Yeah. My brother, my brother and I, so my brother Lucas, I have five brothers. My brother Lucas was like the big, big wrestling fan. He's the one who kind of got us all into it. Um, And we started watching around the attitude era. So like the Dudley boys, you know, DX, like all that stuff. That was what we kind of grew up on Stone Cold Steve Austin all that so so daddy ass I was definitely a fan of daddy ass because he was just insane and I loved it he's just an angry angry person (laughs) (laughs) everybody loves the acclaimed but you know what you mentioned right off the bat there too like he was the one who provided that opportunity obviously Tony Khan's had nothing but great things to say to you about you excuse me was it hard for you to take that chance on yourself and really say you know I've got a good spot I'm enjoying what I'm doing there's a steady paycheck but you know it's time to bet on Kai Lynn was that difficult was it an easy decision what was sort of the the mental process there it was very difficult because I've spent, I spent the last two, two and a half years with them. You know what I mean? Like even when they went on the road, I wasn't with them all the time, but I would still get opportunities with them. So it was, it was one of those things where I just didn't want to get stuck being looked at a certain, at look, being looked at as a certain kind of wrestler. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be known as a jobber for the rest of my life. I didn't want, um, you know, and, and when you're at a place for a certain amount of time, you can feel when, when there's an opportunity, when there's not. And, and there just wasn't mm-hmm. a spot for me on the main roster at the time. And I could feel it. And uh, I really wanted to start dipping my toes into the part of my career where I started getting, oh, excuse me, where, where I started to get experiencing like bigger style matches. And when I say that, I mean like the 20 minute plus matches, the stipulation matches, you know, the matches that really work the brain and make you become a smarter, more educated wrestler. I just mm-hmm. want matches like that. And I wasn't hundred percent sure if I was going to get that there. So it was, it was a big mental battle because I was so scared that if I did that, my name was just going to kind of fade away and nobody was going to care. They're going to be like, Oh, the, the one girl from the pandemic. Yeah. I don't know what she's doing anymore. I was very, very scared of that. Um, but with that said, my time with AEW really taught me how to be, uh, 
what's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if aggressive is the right word, but just like to stay on it and make sure that you're finding work and getting things done because you know, like things are always moving there. You know, you always gotta you always gotta be like, hey, I have this idea, or hey, I want to work do this. Like, so seeing that being in the backstage and seeing how all that works, I really understood like you can't wait for people to come to you. You just gotta go. You gotta hey, I want to come work for you. I want to do this. I want to do that. And so it really helped me understand how much work it takes to really get the ball rolling. So that way the bookings start coming in. That way your name starts getting some attention. So I just took that energy as best I could. And I went out onto the Indies with it. And so far, I think I've been doing pretty good. Um, it's still kind of scary at times because there will be months where it's like crazy, 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 crazy busy. And then I'll have like three weeks where it's like, eh. And then like <laughs> in those weeks, your mind's like, oh my gosh, should I be, should I be more busy? Like what's going on? Do people not care anymore? But it's, <laughs> it's literally just like, that's how wrestling is. One minute you're busy and busy and you're not thinking about it. You're just like, yeah, I'm on fire. And then for a couple of weeks, you're just like, what am I doing with my life? Like it's, it's a weird <laughs> mental game that you have to, it's a weird mental ride that you have to roll, uh, go on. Yeah. Well, and I even love it. I'm pulling from memory here a little bit too, but I remember there was the point uh, where it was, is she signed? Is she not signed to the point that like you were the one who reached out to Mickey James to get booked with NWA or even just as an inquiry, I guess. Correct. Yeah. Um, so once I made that decision, once I stopped reaching out to AEW and being like, Hey, can I get booked here? Can I get booked here? Um, I, I was, I was getting booked on the independence, but like I hadn't heard from any other companies and I was starting to get really bummed. I was like, I was like, I know WWE, you got to, you know, fill things out and send it in. I was like, but you know, NWA, I worked with them before. So dang, I really hope they reach out to me. So when I never heard anything, um, cause I figured, you know, like my face would stop popping up in A&W and people would get the picture, but nobody reached out to me. So I was like, all right, let me figure out what's going on. So I reached out to a couple of people and I found out that people thought I was signed. And that I was mm -hmm. just like in development or something like that. So people weren't reaching out to me because they thought I wasn't available. So when I found that out, I was like, no, I'm available. <laughs> and uh, so I, I was fortunate enough to have Mickey's number from uh, working with her at Empower. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a risk. And I texted her and I said, hey, um, I hope you're doing great. Like, this is what's going on. And then as soon as she found that out, she was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. All of us thought you were assigned. Um let me, let me find, see what I could do. And then within a week or so, I got an email from NWA and they were like, Hey, we want you to come to these tapings. And I was like, yay. <laughs> uh, and that was like, what, six, seven months ago. And now we're here about to have my second uh, match for the birth. So yeah. It's, and that's what I, I alluded to earlier. You literally just have to grab the, the bull by the balls and just go like, you can't, you can't wait for people to, to hand you opportunities. You just got to go and do it because that's just how it works. Like, People don't know until they know. So you just have to constantly be like, hey, 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 me, 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 me. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm available. I'm ready to go at any point. Yeah. 
You mentioned Empower there very briefly, and obviously there's been a couple of statements made. Billy Corgan alluded that there maybe wasn't enough talent on the independent scene, which I'll get your thoughts on that as well, too. But he also did mention, I think it was a se- September 6th Power, if I remember right, that he said there was going to be another Empower soon. So maybe some thoughts on the first statement, but maybe some thoughts on a potential next Empower and who you might want to see personally uh, in the NWA's second all-women's event. I mean... I, I stated it before. Um, I don't think it's a matter of there not being enough talent. I just think it's a matter of, because sometimes your eyes are focused one place. Mm-hmm. And then when you realize that you have, uh, you know, a possible, a possibility coming up, you have to shift your focus in order to to find talent for that in that regards. Mm-hmm. I think that's literally all it is. I think they just, they've been focused on, you know, the storylines that they've been building over the past year uh, the last couple of pay-per-views and tapings and the new people that they brought into the NWA that they're building up. So I don't think it's a matter of, of not having Tom out there. I think it's just a matter of now that they know that a second one is, is in the works, they gotta, they gotta open their eyes, shift it to a different direction and just see what's available out there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have the ability where, I get booked on regular promotions. I get booked on all female promotions. And when I get booked on all female promotions, I see, I see and meet and get to work with people from all over the world. Not everybody has that opportunity. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. people go to shows and they only meet two or three girls at a time. So I think it's just a matter of, of looking at the, the pool of talent that's available and just seeing what's available for whenever they plan on doing that. And, and I really hope there is a second in power because the first one was really special. I think it's just a matter of finding people that have it that can build an equally strong roster for Empower. Mm-hmm. Completely fair. Anybody specifically you'd want to see in there? Um, hmm. Oh my gosh. I hate when people ask me these questions because I get so nervous <laughs> and I forget names all of a sudden. I literally have one of those, like I was terrible at taking tests. Like if you, like if you would just have a regular conversation with me, all right, I could probably remember a couple things here. But if you tell me like, hey, I need you to answer these questions so I can point or grade you on it, I'm like, uh, um, <laughs> sorry, that was such a <laughs> um, high end for sure. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of people that aren't in NWA because immediately my brain said genocide, but I'm like, no, wait, she's already in NWA. <laughs> um, I mean, we can we can pull from some of the impact talent. You've got Jordan Grace, Diana Prazi, which I mean, Diana was a part of the last one. Um, I already said hi. Um, look, there's a lot of girls in Texas. There's a lot of girls who are starting to come overseas. Um, I was about to say Kenzie Page, but Kenzie Page is already in the NWA. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not doing too great over here. Oh, Masha. I mean, she was part of the first as well, but, you know, she, I would love to see her back. Um, Ultraviolet is somebody who I, I have a lot of finger got bit into or sliced or it got detached and she had to like wait a long time for it to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, Miranda lies. She's an incredible luchador, and I think she, she could do some great stuff. Um, you got Burt Vixen. There's a lot of people out there. So there's a lot of people. 
And th- the problem is, is sometimes if you don't see people on TV, you're not sure you're like, oh, do they have that, you know, that high level TV quality talent? Sometimes you just got to give people an opportunity and see what happens. I, I think there's a lot of girls out there who are busting their butts and really deserve an opportunity. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of getting that opportunity. Well, and I was going to say, while you're sitting there and thinking it's a good problem to have when you've got that many potential people to pull from, right? Whether you're looking at yeah. Mexico, Texas, or Japan, which ties us over nicely because just a few hours ago, it was announced that you will be taking on Mayu Iwatani. How freaking cool is that for you? I know you talked about that maybe being one of the dream matches, someone you're excited to get in the ring with. So give me your thoughts heading in because, again, you want to talk about prestigious championships. You got the SWA World Championship in your sights now too. Yeah. Um. So I cannot tell you how long I've been sitting on that information. I got asked about this booking like months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and they were they were promoting the show they were promoting the show they had announced a lot of the matches so i'm sitting there i'm like is this match actually happening like what's going on and i found out they were just waiting until close to the show to announce it so i'm sitting here i'm like you guys booked me and i have this cool information in my head and i can't share it like i was like oh i was going nuts um so yes i was so excited when they finally announced it last night um it's it's been a dream pretty much since the beginning since I started. One of my goals has been to go to Japan. Uh, I think that's a lot of people's goals usually because it, it's synonymous for being life changing. You know, mm-hmm. like everybody knows most wrestlers who who either work with New Japan and Stardom or end up going to new uh, going to Japan, their careers changed in the greatest way. Uh, so that's always definitely been a big goal of mine so the fact that i got reached out to to work with them while they're here in america and to wrestle mayu like first time working with them and it's a title match against my Yutani. i was like come on guys this is incredible so i'm very very excited um, it's, I literally leave tomorrow at like noon. So I'm, <laughs> I can't wait. Um, I'm a little bit nervous. It's, it's a different challenge and it's one that I wasn't expecting to happen quite yet. So it's definitely, I've been doing a lot of studying and a lot of preparation. So I'm hoping that I just don't let anybody down that we just show up and, and kill it. So <laughs> I'm trying not to overthink it because I'm afraid that if I like overthink it, I'm going to go in and just be like, as opposed to just going in and, and beating the crap out of each other excited. Doing what you do best, being the motherfucking the king. Oh, there <laughs> yes. Well, you're using it's... the adult version of my moniker. <laughs> this uh, this podcast is rated 14 <laughs> ah! I was about to say, usually I keep it PG-13 and just say mother effing. That's funny. Don't worry. We are good to go. I am so excited for you. I am so excited for that matchup. I am so excited for November 12th. And hot damn, Kylan, I was so excited to get the opportunity to chat with you today. It's been an absolute blast. I really, really appreciate it. Of course, if anybody wants to keep up to date with the latest and greatest coming from you, how can they do so? Where can they do so? And where can they see your wrestling in the next little bit? Um, I mean, I'm pretty simple. Twitter and Instagram, I'm heavily active on there. It's at Kylie King. Um, 
I usually sell any, any gimmicks or any merch that you guys would like. I sell some stuff online at a place called fullygimmicks.com. I also sell merch at my table that shows. Um, as we just alluded to, uh, this Friday, I'm going to be in New York for uh, the New Japan pay-per-view um, to wrestle my Uthani. Uh, and then this <laughs> Sunday, I will be, sorry, I had to say it like that. Uh, this Sunday, I will be in Atlanta for Battle Slam. I'm going to be going against Queen Amanada for the first time ever. I'm very, very excited about that matchup. Uh, the following weekend, I will be making my debut at Women's Wrestling Army. Um, I, again, I will be wrestling Amanada at that show uh, in Chicago. And then I will be back here in Florida to wrestle for Coastal Championship Wrestling on Sunday and Boca Raton Championship Wrestling on, or wait, I'm sorry. Coastal on Saturday, Boca Raton uh, Championship Wrestling on Sunday. Can you tell I'm great at promoting? I was just um, going to say, hey, it's one of the busy months. It's a good problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the following weekend, it's right to what, we, what we're here to discuss anyways. Uh, November 12th, it's going to be the final pay-per-view of the year. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, in Louisiana. Uh, triple Threat, me, Camille, and Chelsea Green uh, going at each other for the Burke. Very, very honored and very, very excited about that match. Uh, yeah, those are the next couple things coming up. So come, come check hyped, it out. Yeah, get hyped. If you can't, if you can't come in person, um, I usually post like where you can watch the shows or uh, when it'll be coming out. So just just keep an eye out. I'm constantly trying to keep you guys updated and informed. So love it. Well, you and I have one thing in common. We're both big into manifesting things. So I am going to say yeah. thank you to the future NWA Women's Champion Kylan King for joining me today. Of course, you can find all of the links to their social media, their upcoming events, everything in between in the description down below. But if you want to keep up to date with the latest and greatest from Love Wrestling, make sure you give us a follow wherever podcasts are played. Audio is created, videos are shown, or awesome content is put out at Love Wrestling CA. For the future NWA, SWA, blank WA women's champion, Kylan King, I've been Spencer Love. Thank you. Oh, as I knock everything over in my house. Thank you guys <laughs> for joining us. It is thoroughly appreciated when you take the time to tune into our content. We hope you continue to do so. And of course, make sure that you're supporting your local independent professional wrestling. There's no better entertainment and make sure you're supporting great individuals like Kylan. If you've got the opportunity to as well for the motherfucking King, I've been Spencer Love friends. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one.